Welcome to the Korean Beauty Show, where we're talking all things Korean skincare, makeup, and more. If you want to learn about the hottest trending products and ingredients straight from South Korea, then this is the podcast for you. Each week, we'll be diving in to take a look at the latest trends and product releases with special guest interviews from the names behind the hottest Korean brands, as well as all the tips and tricks you need to perfect your K-beauty routine. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, professional K-beauty addict and founder of Korean beauty platform Style Story. Today on the Korean Beauty Show, we're taking a look at Korean makeup and some of the differences that you'll see between makeup in Korea versus Western makeup. But first, if this is your first time listening to the Korean Beauty Show, then allow me to introduce myself. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, resident K-beauty addict, and I'm sharing all my tips on beauty, makeup, and skincare that I've picked up from 10 years working in the industry with you. This podcast is brought to you by Style Story for your dose of all things K-beauty. Want to shop the latest trending K-beauty products? Head over to www.stylestory.com.au. Today, we're exploring the basics of Korean makeup as well as how to apply it. But before we get started, I just wanted to share with you guys one of the reviews that has been left for the podcast. And this is from Sahara JP, who says, love the store and its products. So excited that there is now also a podcast. I'm a K-beauty convert going on three years now. Awesome work. Thank you so much for your review. I absolutely love seeing your feedback. So if you have any feedback or if you'd like to leave a review for me, that would be amazing. It also does help other people find us um, and I will read out the reviews that we get just to, to share with you guys. So to get into our topic today of Korean makeup, a little bit about, I guess, my background with Korean makeup. So I have been using nearly exclusively Korean makeup for the last 10 years, and I'll go into some of the reasons as to why that is as we talk through today's topic. I'm not a makeup artist. I'm not a professional makeup person, so I do need to caveat with saying that. Um, Some of my makeup techniques are probably seriously lacking, uh, but bear with me anyway, because I've been using these products for 10 years, And, you know, I'm picking up and seeing a lot of the trends on the street. So I'm just going to talk you guys through that, through what I actually know, rather than, you know, um, a makeup tutorial or whatnot, which I am completely unqualified to give you guys. So first things first, most makeup routines and certainly most Korean makeup routines start with primer. So unlike Western makeup primers, which tend to include a lot of silicones, in Korean primers, They're really aiming for this dewy, moisturized skin look that's popular in Korean skincare as well. So primer is really just an extension of that. The primers that I have tried tend to be quite moisturizing. Most of them will contain an SPF, so a sunscreen element. Although my general advice when it comes to makeup in sunscreen is sunscreen and makeup rather is not to rely on it as your sole um, you know, point of sunscreen protection, I think you should wear a proper 
um, SPF 50 plus sunscreen first and then put your makeup on after that. And that way, you know, any SPF that the makeup has in it is just an added bonus because the amount that you would need to apply to get the stated level of protection on your makeup will probably make you look like a clown. So that would be just a word of advice from me. Even if they do say 50 plus, probably just take that with a grain of salt and use a sunscreen anyway. So the thing that a lot of people will notice when you use a Korean primer as opposed to a Western one is that a lot of them have this really beautiful sheen to them, like a pearlescent kind of finish. Now, some of them are a little over the top, so find the one that suits your level, a level of shine that you like. Um, I personally prefer something that just looks like my skin but better, like a lit from within kind of glow. And my go-to product for that is VDL's Lumi Layer Primer. They are a professional makeup brand here in Korea and they have some beautiful proper makeup products and the primer is one of them. It's one of their signature products. It's very famous both in Korea and overseas. So that's my go-to and, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can use it. You can use it on your own or to sort of dull down the shine a little bit, you can also mix a little bit in with your BB cream or foundation. So I tend to use that either on its own before the gyms got closed down here thanks to COVID-19. I used to go to the gym, <laughs> as I'm sure many of you did as well. And I would used to just put on just a, a layer of a Korean primer like VDL's Lumi Layer Primer um, just to give me just that little bit of a boost to the skin. It's just your skin, but better. So I really enjoy wearing that product. Another popular one that is really taking off is Hamish's Artless Glow Base. I don't know why they call it artless. Um, that makes it sound like it's bad. <laughs> but anyway, that is another really popular product. And don't worry about writing down any of the names of the products we talk about today because I'm going to pop them all in the show notes for the podcast so you can easily access them there. And as a little bit of a side note to that, we now have an official podcast website. So if you search for thekoreanbeautyshow.com, it will actually link you straight to the podcast and a page where you can download all the episodes, see the show notes all in one place. So that is new this week. So I can let you guys know that. And the next product that you would apply after you've applied your primer is obviously your BB cream or a foundation. So I will run you guys through some of the differences that I see between Korean BB creams as opposed to foundation. But I think um, most people at least know what the concept of a BB cream is supposed to be because they've become pretty popular in the West as well. But the big thing that I noticed, the big difference that I noticed between Korean BB creams and the Western ones is just that the Western ones basically don't have a patch on the Korean ones. They're essentially like a tinted moisturizer. And I just don't think that they capture the essence of what a Korean BB cream actually is, which is like an all-in-one product combining moisturizer, sunscreen, anti-aging, brightening, plus the coverage of a foundation. Like that's essentially what Korean BB creams are. So I don't think that many of the Western ones 
have a patch on the Korean ones and the ones that do, I think, are suspiciously similar in formula to products in Korea that already existed. So I'll let you be the judge of that. But my favorite BB cream, one that I use to this day, is Skin 79's Hot Pink BB Cream. Skin 79 makes some beautiful BB cream products and they were the brand that really kickstarted the whole BB cream um, craze. So they know what they're doing. When it comes to applying them, I myself just use my fingers because I, your girl does not have skills when it comes to using a makeup sponge or brushes or anything like that. So I'm just a fingers girl. If you guys are more skilled in that department, use whatever device you like. They're pretty forgiving, so you can really just sort of do what suits you. I know a lot of Koreans do prefer to um, pat them on with a sponge, so that's definitely an option. Now, the other product that is quite similar to a BB cream is a BB cushion. And these are essentially just um, a cushion that is soaked in BB formula. It's a sponge, I guess, that comes in its own little compact. And the compact usually has a, a puff in it to help you apply it and also a mirror. So you will see people all over the country touching up their BB cushions all throughout the day. Uh, and they're just so handy. You can put them in your bag, take them where, with you wherever you go. Um, they're really easy to use and the formula is obviously very similar if not the same I don't know that there's much of a difference they're maybe slightly more liquidy um, just because they're going through the cushion but the this technology is so popular that Lancome and Dior actually have their own versions of BB cushions and they learnt that technology from the Koreans they, sh they, they signed a deal with one of the big Korean companies and actually came up with um, you know uh, a version of their own cushion so those are other ones that you will see on the market in terms of I guess how to apply these so they do have a slightly different technique with BB cream itself anything goes with the cushions there is a bit of a trick to them so they come with an applicator puff my suggestion would be to put slide your fingers in between the puff um, it's got like a little I don't know tag where you can slide your fingers in and just lightly pat the formula into your face with a pat, pat, pat motion. That's the best way to get the most even and natural looking coverage. Don't swipe them. I don't know why, but it just doesn't apply as uh, as well when you swipe them. So patting is the best way to go. And you also can apply multiple layers without the formula caking or flaking when you pat them like that. So it's great for touch-ups. Now, nearly all of them will have like an SPF 30 plus or greater in them. However, the main drawback of Korean makeup in general is the lack of color range. So if you've ever seen Korean BB creams, you'll notice that most of them come in two main shades, 21, which is light, very light, and 23, which is slightly less than light. They call it light beige and natural beige, but they're really, there's only a few shades of difference between them, so they don't get very dark. A couple of brands do have slightly darker formulas. One of those is Misha. They go all the way up to a shade 31. And Skin 79 Bronze BB Cream is also quite a few shades darker than the typical Korean BB creams. So this is obviously going to be a huge problem for large portions of the population in Australia and 
overseas in America, in other countries as well. I mean, there's just not that much shade variation between most Koreans. I think that's why they do it because they're tar- targeting their home market and, you know, they're the shades that most people buy. I don't think they consciously do it. They're just trying to sort of serve the consumers that they have. But this is obviously a problem when you're talking about exporting Korean makeup overseas. That's a big limitation to only have a couple of shades. So my other tip for getting the most out of your BB cushion when you're using it, when you get right to the end of it, if you flip the cushion in the compact, you can actually squeeze a few more uses out of it. So that's what I would do. And most of them do come with a um, refill. So the refill will come in with it and you can just sort of swap the old one out for the refill version so that you don't need to keep buying the case for them. So that's just a handy little tip. If you'd like tips, um, particularly with K-Beauty, then I would love for you guys to come and join our Facebook group. Our Facebook group is K-Beauty Down Under. You can find us on the Style Story Facebook page if you look us up. And we're just sharing tips and information and tricks and latest news and stuff like that that we're picking up Uh, and it's a great place to just have a conversation ask a few questions to see what's going on so I would love for you to join us and my pick for the best BB cushions at the moment are April Skin's Magic Snow Cushions these have been really popular for the last five years they sold out five times when they first came out with them which is kind of crazy um and they just offer the most beautiful coverage so if you've got acne scars if you've got pigmentation if you have any flaws or blemishes on your face these bb cushions i don't know how they do it but they make you look like your skin is flawless but almost like you're not wearing anything which is pretty impressive so that's my pick for the best bb cushions In terms of the rest of the makeup on your face, so for eye makeup, Koreans generally tend to prefer a simple and a clean look, I've noticed. They'll often choose light, maybe pinkish colors, and I think that's done to widen the look of the eye and make the eyes look bigger. And the other difference I've noticed is that Koreans usually will only apply their eyeshadow on the lid of the eye rather than all the way to the brow, which is common in Western makeup. And also Korean eyeshadows will often have quite a bit of sparkle to them. So if you like a bit of bling, like I like a little bit of bling, then you will probably like Korean eyeshadows. Um, And then for the lips, the colors that I see the most are like glossy corals, pinks, cherry red tints seem to be very big and the technique that has been really popular in korean lip makeup for ages is the gradient lip look so if you guys look that up online you can get a tutorial for how to do it i've seen some people recommend doing it with concealer first and then you put a little bit of the tint in the inner portion of your mouth and then sort of blend it outwards um Lip liner, not really a thing I see in Korea. And a matte lip doesn't seem to be very popular from what I can tell. If you guys are after a decent lip gloss, a Korean one, the best ones I've found are Roman's Juicy Lip Tints, or Juicy Lasting Tint, rather. So I recently discovered these, and they're beautiful. They're like a better version, a better, less sticky version of the old Lancome Juicy Tubes. Um, They're the perfect blend between like a gloss and a gel, I would say. So they're really cool to look out for. When it comes to lashes, so... Korean mascaras tend to be amazing. And the reason is that in general, 
all Asians, I think, have slightly fewer lashes than Westerners do. And also they tend to be a bit sparser and uh, a bit weaker. So to really pump them up and make them look amazing, they have really great mascara formulas. They mostly come in blacks and browns. And you will see makeup trends here tend to be that people coat both the top and the bottom lash. Um, whereas I don't see a lot of fake lashes. I see a lot of lash extensions, but I do not see a lot of fake lashes. Like the, the ones that we use super glue to glue onto our lashes in the West. I don't really see too many people wearing them. Um, contour also, it's a thing, but not really a thing. If it's done at all, it's, it's, it's very light. Everything with Korean makeup is designed to make it look as close to the skin as possible or natural, like just an enhancement rather than like a face transplant, I guess. So if you're after a decent contouring palette in Korean makeup, my recommendation, particularly for beginners, and I would definitely throw myself into that category, is too cool for school. They have a highlighter palette, a blusher palette. Um, and they're very forgiving. So if you have a little bit of a heavy hand or you just have no idea what you're doing, which is me, then these ones are really easy to use. So Too Cool For School is a great starter makeup brand that pretty much anyone can use. Powder is quite hard to find in Korean makeup. Um, the dewy look, as I mentioned, is the way that most people prefer to apply their makeup. So they don't tend to set it with powder. Um, particularly loose powder can be hard to come by but the exception to that is some powders are used instead of like an oil blotting paper so especially in summer Innisfree's no sebum mineral powder and pack those products are super popular but that's more for oil blotting rather than you know that powdery finish so they are the main trends that I see in Korean makeup um, and these are, I guess, the products that I, I see the girls using as well. Even though I'm not an expert, that is just my 10 cents. So if you have liked today's episode, then I would love for you to join me again next week. Until then. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you've made it this far, hopefully that means you've liked it. Make sure you hit subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. Don't forget to leave me a rating and a review while you're there. And if you want to say hi, head on over to Instagram at lauren.kbeauty and leave me a DM. Until next time.